Good Sunday morning. This is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shamer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. All right, we are on a brand new Torah portion for this week, and this Torah portion is called Vayakel, which means He Assembled, and it's taken from Exodus chapter 35, verse 1, all the way to chapter 38, verse 20. But we're just going to hone in on just a couple few verses in chapter 35, actually the first three verses, and just bear with me because it may seem like one of these things that, oh yeah, I know this, I've heard this before, blah, 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 but just hang with me. So, as it says in Exodus chapter 35, verses 1 through 3, then Moses assembled, that's where we get the name of the Torah portion, he assembled, then Moses assembled all the congregation of Bnei Israel, the children of Israel, and said to them, these are the words which Adonai has commanded you to do. So, wow, that's pretty special. These aren't Moses' words. These aren't Aaron's words. These aren't Joshua's words. These aren't hers words. These are God's words. This is God's message, what he wants the children of Israel to know. And, you know, Israel was on a need-to-know basis. And, obviously, if God said it, Israel needed to know it. Then Moses assembled all the congregation of Bnei Israel, the children of Israel, and said to them, These are the words which Adonai has commanded you to do. Work is to be done for six days. Six is the number of man. Mankind does all his mundane, routine, everyday, common things during those six days of the week. It represents the six days of creation, or recreation if you will, when God saw the earth was void and formless, and water was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. Actually, let's go there just for a second. All right, so in Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, we have God reiterating the Sabbath rest. So the heavens and the earth were completed, along with their entire array. So there was nothing left out of creation. Everything that needed to be created or recreated or fixed or whatever was done. God completed on the seventh day his work that he had made. Then he ceased on the seventh day. Why? Was God tired? Did he need a rest? No, God's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He, you know, he's eternal. He has no need for rest. He did it for our sake, for us, because we are created in his image. But the thing about being created in his image, we aren't all-powerful and eternal like he is. We are fallen. We are finite. We, are, we have limitations, unlike God, who is limitless. So he did this for our sake. It says, on the seventh day, he rested. Uh, he ceased from all his work on the seventh day, from all his work he had made. <clears throat> then God blessed. The word blessed means happy. You know, that's one of the definitions or one of the translations for the word blessed. Then God blessed the seventh day and he sanctified it. The word sanctify is close to the word for holiness. In other words, he set it apart. He made it different. He made it special. He made it unique. He, it wasn't common. It wasn't mundane. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, for on it he ceased from all his work that God created for the purpose of preparing. Now, I'm a creative kind of guy. I like to write poetry. I like to make videos. Um, I like to draw. Um, I like to make crafts. And when I'm done with a project that I've labored over, I like to sit back just for a few minutes and revel in the completion of it and just look it over because it's my baby and be like, ah, this feels good. Wow, this, this is awesome. This is great. I just get to, get to sit back and enjoy what I created. 
I don't have to do anything. I just look at it and enjoy it. It kind of reminds me when I was a little kid and me and my nephew would play Ninja Turtles, right? And we would get out all the action figures and we would set them up. And I had little play sets that I made out of cardboard boxes and et cetera. We would set them all up. We would choose our men, choose our characters. We'd set them all up. And then we would look at what we created, the scenes that we created. And I look at my nephew and kind of smile. I'm like, do you want to play Ninja Turtles? He's like, no, I just want to look at it. I'm like, yeah, me too. So that was the beautiful thing about creating. So it says, then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it for on it. He ceased from all his work that God created for the purpose of preparing. Now let's go back to Exodus chapter 35. And so verse two of 35 says, work is to be done for six days, but the seventh day is a holy day for you. A Shabbat, a, a, a Sabbath, a, a Shabbat a Sabbath of complete rest to Adonai. Whoever does any work will die. Do not kindle a fire in your dwellings on Yom Shabbat, on the day of Shabbat, on the Sabbath. And I mean, kindle a fire, it's much different than flicking a Bic lighter. That was a lot of work. You had to cut down wood. You had to, you had to cut it down to size. You had to stack it. You had to haul it. Uh, then it was work to, to rub two sticks together or have a fire bow or however you made fire back then. It was laborious. It was considered work. So how did they solve this problem? They just kept a fire burning from Friday and they just kept, you know, they just kept feeding the fire so it wouldn't go out. So they had fire on Sabbath. They just weren't to kindle it, but they were allowed to keep it. Anyway, off subject. So Sabbath is not just a Jewish thing. People say, oh, well, that's just for the Jews. No, no, no. You know, God gave Sabbath to mankind. It's not just a Torah law. It's a pre-Torah law. It's before God gave the, the law, the Torah on Mount Sinai. God said back in Genesis, and we just read it, chapter 2, he commanded Adam and Eve to take a Sabbath rest. You know, it, 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 Sabbath is for everyone. Sabbath is for mankind. The command to observe Sabbaths was given before the Torah was given. Man made restrictions uh, and uh, impositions and has ruined the Sabbath and made it unattractive. Now, the Pharisees were classic at doing this. They had well intentions. They had good intentions. You know, they're like, OK, well, the, the says the Torah says we have to not work on Sabbath and we have to rest. So what constitutes work and what constitutes rest? So they made all these rabbinic traditions. And one of the most famous ones that people always go to to say, see, we don't have to rest on Sabbath. See, you know, we can do work on Sabbath is when Yeshua was walking through the grain field with his disciples and they were hungry and they plucked the heads of grain and just popped them into their mouth they're like, oh, that's harvesting. That's work. Oh, he broke the Sabbath. No. Because there was something in the Torah called the laws of gleaning. The laws of gleaning permitted you, while walking through somebody's orchard or field, just to grab a handful, just enough to satisfy that little bit of hunger. You weren't to create an apron out of your clothes and start, you know, harvesting and taking it back and 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 shucking it or or, or winnowing it or whatever. Or, or that was work. So what Yeshua was doing was permissible by Torah, but. The rabbi said, oh, you can't even do that. Oh, you can't even walk this far on the Sabbath. You can't do this on the Sabbath. Stuff that God never said that you couldn't do on the Sabbath. So it's as if these rabbinic traditions in some aspects and ways, even though they tried to, they had the well intentions of creating a fence around the Torah so you wouldn't even get close to breaking the commandments. It became a burden and imposition on the people that made Sabbath unattractive. And still to this day, people like, oh, Sabbath is boring. You just lay around and you can't do anything. Boy, I beg to differ. I love to rest. I love to spend time with my family and friends. I love to listen to, to, to the Torah and study Torah on the Sabbath. I love just to be able to eat whatever I want, you know, and just, just to splurge a little bit. And so Sabbath is, is, is a recreation. 
I get to recreate myself. Rest is a form of recreation, recreation. I'm recreating myself. So, uh, but it's like, it's like a power outage, uh, which forces us to play board games and tell stories and camp out in the living room. That's kind of what I think Shabbat is. You know, I mean, we're so used to having power on at our house and all this kind of stuff. And when the power goes out, like, oh my gosh, I can't use my phone. Oh my gosh, I can't access the internet. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And we're sitting around twiddling our thumbs and we're like, well, hey, it's been a while since we played Monopoly or it's been a while since we, you know, played Scrabble or, or Uno or whatever. So you break out the old board games or even break out a big puzzle. You, you get the lanterns and 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 you create light for yourself and then you know you can't cook because there's no power so you just eat snacks and you and the family just gather around and have fun playing board games and there's no power you really can't do anything and then maybe it's a little cold so you don't want to sleep in the room so for warmth and for safety you just make a little fort or, or, or bed in the middle of the living room floor and you camp out and you know what the kids end up saying, you know what? That was one of the most funnest ch times of my childhood. Remember when the power went out? Remember when we had to play board games and camp out, you know, in, 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 in the living room and we just ate popcorn and, ah, oh, that was great. We should do that more often. That is like what Sabbath is. It's out of the ordinary. It's out of the mundane. It's the, it's, 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 it's unusual. It's special. It's unique. Just like those times when the power goes out. And that's kind of what Sabbath represents. So when power is restored, we say it's the best time, and we don't know why we haven't done it more often. So when you truly uh, celebrate Sabbath the way it was meant to, you're like, man, why haven't I been doing this all along? That's why it's a command, because God knows we wouldn't do it otherwise. We are such workaholics. We, uh, in the, especially in the Western world, we are geared towards productivity. Get it done, get it done, get it done. Progress, progress, progress. Show me your work. You know, And then we feel guilty when we rest. And God knows that if he didn't command us to rest, we wouldn't rest. And if we don't rest, we would burn ourselves out, wear ourselves out, and life would be miserable. So he commands us to rest. You're going to rest, and you're going to enjoy it, you know, because he knew we wouldn't do it otherwise. So he gave us the example in Genesis 2, and he rested from uh, his creative work. So that's kind of what the Torah portion is. So take a Sabbath this week. My Sabbath is Saturday. You know, that's that's what, you know, God said that when his Sabbath was is, is Saturday. You know, maybe you can't get Saturday off or, or whatever. You know, maybe it's Sunday or maybe it's another day of the week. If you possibly can, get Saturday off. That's the true Sabbath. Always has been, always will be, uh, no matter what man or traditions of man say. But if you can't because of certain circumstances, just find a day of the week to where you just don't do anything. You know, and you take that rest and you, and you spend time in God's word. You spend time with your family. You won't regret regret it and it will be one of the best things that you've ever done. Guys, thanks so much for watching. Go out there and have a great day. Have a great week. Shavuot Tov, which, mean, which means have a good week. And Shalom and love you guys and God bless.